0: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Jamie All Over. If you're new here, welcome to the show. So happy to have you. And if you're a returning OG, welcome as well. Today is going to be a solo episode. I have a lot that I've been doing, and I just feel like I need to catch up with you. My notes app is so long of so many things I want to discuss with you, including that Hulu special. Did you guys watch that? Were you able to find it? Should be my question for you. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Hulu did a special on Scandal and everything surrounding it. And it was kind of like a piece that looked at, I guess, the public's perception of it and why was it such a big deal in the news and among bloggers and the gossip sites and all of that it came out on May 25th. A lot of you were having trouble finding it. And it's because you couldn't just search Scandival on Hulu and have it pop up. You had to search Impact, which was the name of the show. There were so many hands involved in this. So I was contacted by ABC News, who I guess oversees Nightline, who partnered with a show called Impact to bring this to you on Hulu. It was kind of a jumbled Involvement of parties. After I realized people were having trouble finding it, I contacted the person who reached out to me and who was my point of contact through this whole thing. But then I received a couple DMs from people from Hulu and from Nightline, I think. I don't know, a couple people who were involved somehow as well. They were like, thanks for coming on. Thanks for participating. We loved it, blah, blah, blah. So I would just write back to them as well and be like, hey, you have to fix the search in Hulu. And one of the responses I got back from one girl was like, well, it's an internal issue with Hulu. We're trying to get them to fix it. So I guess ABC, Nightline, and Impact really had no say in helping the problem. They kind of put it onto Hulu. So I don't know. I hope Hulu did change it so that when you type in the word Scandaball, it will populate. But if it doesn't, just so you're aware, you have to type in the word Impact But anyway, I'm going to get more into the Hulu special in a little bit. There's been just so much going on. So I still have to update you on the New York City trip. So much happened there and the reunion party, as I just mentioned. One thing that is a new development, and I have been trying to keep you updated on this whole ADHD journey because I know that that episode brought in a lot of new listeners So I actually did not do well on Adderall. A few episodes prior, I said this has been my experience, my first week on the meds. So it has now been a month or if not a little bit more. Right before I went to New York City, I decided to stop taking them. I kind of want to go through that with you, too, because when I was in New York, you know, doing the live podcast and going to these events, it was kind of an issue with some like social anxiety and situations coming up while I was going through withdrawal of it. But the reason why I stopped taking them is just I felt like my body was rejecting it. I gained weight. I don't know if that's actual body fat or if it's just bloating and water, but I did notice my clothes were fitting me differently. And I know it's dehydrating. You have to drink a lot of extra water on it. I don't know if this was my issue. I don't know if I was just bloated, if my body was just trying to retain extra water. I did not eat more. I ate less. I don't know if that messed with my metabolism, eating less. Maybe my metabolism slowed down and then it was just storing everything that I ate because I was eating less. That can happen too. But my skin started getting really dry. I have never in my life had skin issues, I'm happy to say. I think I can attribute that to my diet. but my skin got so dry. I remember one day I was putting on my makeup and my foundation was just like, it was like flaking off because my skin was so dry. And I had to take my entire face of makeup off and just put on like a tinted moisturizer because I just needed something super moisturizing. So there was that. And then I noticed my skin was getting like little red, I don't want to say bumps, little red dots around my cheek area. I've never had an issue with that before. And then, of course, the weight gain. I felt so bloated. And then I remember trying on dresses for New York City. And I was in the dressing room. And I was like, oh, my God, why do I look pregnant right now? I was just so, so bloated. And it really made me depressed. I'm like, oh, my God, this is awful. So I attributed it all to the Adderall. And I just decided to stop it. But I took it with me when I went to New York. And I did take one the day of my live podcast. I was like, I don't want to mess this up. And I know I've been taking this consistently. And then I stopped for a few days. I experienced a little bit of withdrawal the night before the live podcast. And I was like, I don't want something unexpected like that to come up again. So I'm just going to take one before the podcast. And that was my last one that I've taken. And then I noticed that I went through withdrawal again at the reunion watch party. I have to say, like, it was really defeating because, you know, the first week, if you recall that episode, if you listened, I was like, oh, wow, so this is what normal people feel like. And I thought I finally had a solution. I thought it was going to make my life completely better, fix all my ailments (laughs) that I've been attributing to my ADHD. When I kind of hit a wall with it and realized this was not right for my body, it felt like I was back at square one again with no solution Maybe not square one because I actually know what the problem is now. I don't know if I should call it a problem, but I know what the issue is now. So it's not like I am completely in the dark. But I was really putting so much on the meds and so much hope on it. And when it didn't work out for me, it was depressing. And I felt really depressed. I was like, Ugh, I'm going to probably have to live like this the rest of my life and just figure it out. And meds will not help me. I spoke with a couple people One of my Instagram followers, who's now a friend, who has been walking me through this as well because she has been on meds for quite some time for ADHD, and she also said when she first started on Adderall, she gained weight, but then it evened out, and then she lost it again. Other people are saying that it just makes them bloated because it makes you retain so much water. They suggested I try maybe like a non-stimulant type of medication, so... Anyway, I have an in-person appointment coming up with my doctor, so I just plan to discuss all of this with him. Maybe this is a normal thing that the body adjusts and goes through, and maybe he will tell me like, no, get back on it. This is normal. I don't know. But whatever the case is, whether I go back on it, whether I switch to something else, or if I just try to figure out other ways to handle it, I will let you know as that progresses, but that's the update on the Adderall. Kind of sad. Kind of a bummer. Did you guys like the Hulu special? When I was contacted about interviewing for that, I would say it was about two months ago. I remember I was at Dear Media with Sheena. We were doing an episode of Shenanigans, and I got a call right afterwards from ABC News asking if I would consider being interviewed about my Team Sheena podcast episode. And I was standing right next to Sheena. So I'm like, hold on a second. And I'm like, hey, I think it's important that I get your permission for this or okay, you know, for this. Do you mind if I go do an interview for ABC News about the Team Sheena episode? And she was like, no, that's fine. And that was like the extent of what I knew it was happening with that special. It was very kind of (laughs) secretive about who was involved or what it was going to be or what it was going to be called or anything like that. So initially going in and not saying I was tricked or anything, but initially going in, it was about that particular podcast episode. They weren't like, Hey, do you want to come on and talk about Scannaval? Oh, <laughs> that would have been a completely different conversation. So in that conversation, he also said, Do you think Kale would come on since he was in that episode with you? And I'm like, Let me ask. And so they were like, Yeah, you know, we will promote both of your podcasts and That's how we looked at it. We were like, this is a good opportunity to get the word out on Jamie all over and his podcast, Whiskey Words and Wisdom. He and I both are like independent creators. We did not come from a huge platform and anything that we can do to get the word out, I think is important within reason. (laughs) So we both said, yeah, let's do it. And we were interviewed for a little over an hour. It's funny to see what is actually used. And what was cut? They were like, can we get B-roll footage in your studio and just send it to us? I was like, yeah, that's fine. I could do that. So I ended up reaching out to our friend Elaine's videographer. His name is Mike Swee. And he was so amazing to come over and shoot this footage for me. I hope they used his name in the credits. I sent it to them. They promised they would, but I did not watch to make sure. But I hope that they did. But Mike Sweet, last name is spelled S-U-I. He has a video production service in Orange County. He will go to LA. I know Sheena also used him for Summer's birthday party, so she didn't have to vlog the whole time. So if you ever need anything like that, if you can't find his details, reach out to me. I'll send it to you. He is just looking for more business, and he was so kind to do that for me. So I'm spreading the word on his services. He did an amazing job. I have to say the camera work that he did and the way that his stuff looked, I liked better than what was done in the studio through them. But they only used a second of that stuff. But what I ended up filming was I did a podcast with the girls from Vanderpump Rules Party Podcast, Holly and Sarah, and the timing worked out. So they came to me in Irvine. We did a podcast episode And Mike filmed part of it. And I was hoping they would get some cameos in it because I was like, you know, if you guys are talking about anything Vanderpump, why not have the podcasters who actually devote their time to these topics? So I was hoping they would have a bit of a cameo in it. Sarah said she saw one of their hands in it. (laughs) That was it. So that was a bit of a bummer. I was hoping they would be used. Okay, happy update, Sugar Taco and the Plant Butchers. We are officially opening. I have some dates. So we are doing a soft opening June 2nd and June 3rd for friends and family at Sugar Taco. And then we will be open to the public after that. This is the Long Beach location. It's on Broadway and Magnolia. And then the week after, June 9th and 10th, is going to be the soft opening for the plant butchers. And then we will be open to the public after that. And then word is we are waiting about a month to do our grand opening party, and that's going to be red carpet, press, very cool guests. My guest list is about 50 people long right now, and I've been asking the girls, I'm like, hey, how many guests can I invite to our grand opening party? So I still have not gotten an answer back from that, but they said that we are going all out for it. I think there's even going to be performers, so stay tuned for that information. But I'm very happy to announce in a week, Sugar Taco Number 3 will be open to the public. That is very, very exciting. New York was awesome. I initially was going to stay at a hotel in Brooklyn because the live podcast, the Vegan Women's Summit, was taking place in Brooklyn. And I was like, that I have to be at early. I might as well be close by. But then last minute, I ended up canceling my hotel reservation, and I found this amazing Airbnb in the West Village. That was definitely the right call because everything else I did in New York took place in Manhattan, and a lot of it was in downtown. I was on Morton Street, and funny enough, my grandma used to live on Morton Street. She also used to live on Bank and West 4th, all in the West Village. So I was able to walk the whole area, visit where my grandma grew up. I really love that area. It's so cute. Cobblestone streets. It's just one of my favorite parts of the city. So initially I was landing late Wednesday night, 9 p.m. ish. But then I found out Sheena was also going to be there. Ariana was also going to be there for Watch What Happens Live on Wednesday And Sheena had asked me to co-host a podcast with her on Wednesday. So I switched my flight so I could get in earlier and make the 5.30 p.m. podcast. But by the time I landed, I saw a text from her saying the podcast was canceled due to Bravo asking this person to hold off on podcasts. So instead, we moved up our dinner reservation and I just met her and Brock and someone named Luke for dinner I didn't ask questions. I just get there and I'm like, oh, it's Luke from Summer House. I never met him before, but it's funny like when you see someone, I guess who you've seen on TV and then you meet them in real life for a second, your brain is like, oh, you know that person. So I had that moment like when I first met him, I was like, oh, hi, I'm Jamie. And he's like, I'm Luke. I'm like, wait, I feel like I know you. I literally said that out loud. And then I put two and two together and I'm like, oh, my God, that's because he's on Summer House or was on Summer House. <laughs> is he not on anymore? I guess he's not on it anymore. He was super, super nice. Like, I did not expect him to be as nice as he is. I don't know why I didn't expect him to be, but he was. And I think it's public information that he's dating Tasha from The Bachelor. He ended up getting food to go to bring her some because he was on his way to see her. He recommended this Italian restaurant also in the West Village. I wish I could remember the name of it. I think it began with a C. Everyone seemed to love their food. I just got gnocchi with, like, a marinara sauce. And it was good, but... I got to tell you about the rest of the food on the trip because I went to some amazing vegan spots, too. So after dinner, Luke left, went to go see Tasha and Brock, Sheena, and I headed to watch what happens. And we met up with Ariana and Logan, who were already there. She was in glam when we arrived. She looked stunning, as I'm sure you all saw. And, you know, as I was sitting in the green room... I was looking around on the walls and they have like a bunch of divas. So there's a photo of Mariah Carey when she was interviewed by Andy. And funny enough, she made him switch sides. So she was on her good side. I thought that was funny because that was the only picture where it was opposite seating as he normally does. And there was Oprah. There was, I believe, one with Halle Berry. It was basically a wall of the divas, right? And then I look over on another wall. And there's just like this lone picture of John Mayer. And I'm like, Sheena, are you aware that there's a photo of John Mayer in here? And she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, how many times have I gotten ready in here? I'm very aware that it's here. (laughs) And I had been there like maybe twice before with her and I never noticed it. Something about the fact that there's a wall of divas and then John Mayer. And I'm sitting in that room with Sheena (laughs) as I'm discovering this it was very entertaining for me and me alone. So then at one point, Sheena and Logan left for something. I don't know what. and So I was in the room alone with Ariana. And then that's when Andy walks in for the first time to say hello to her. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, do I leave? What do I do? <laughs> you know? So he's just like talking and I introduced myself and then I was like congrats on the first interview with our girl and then he was like oh my god yes thank you for not doing this with Howie Mandel but it was just like a brief little chat and I ended up sitting in there the whole time and I'm I'm like I don't know if I should have let I probably should have walked out but I don't know like that is that rude too if someone walks in a room and then you walk out like I didn't know if like I needed to give them privacy or if I should just keep sitting there and doing what I was doing but it was a little awkward. Plus the fact that I have this like weird crush on Andy. I don't know what it is, but like from the first time I met him years ago at the first Watch What Happens Live I went to, I was like, wait, he's actually really handsome in person. He's very cute. And since then, I've had this weird little crush. But I'm finding out a lot of women have the same affliction as I do. But anyway, because I have that, I know that it will always be unrequited. (laughs) I just feel... And it's probably only in my head, but I just feel extra awkward. So afterwards, we are told about this little after party happening in the kitchen at the clubhouse. And we walk in and like every person that works there is drinking and partying. And we're like, "Um, we never knew this existed. All the other times we've been here, like no one ever told us about a kitchen party. But we were invited in there this time. It was fun. And I think I was most impressed by the fact that they had Fresca. And I was making a really big deal out of it because I have not seen Fresca, I don't think, since the 90s. It's this grapefruit-flavored soda. I don't know if you guys still have it on the East Coast, but we do not have it, as far as I know, out here in California. And I used to drink it when I was a kid at home, and I loved it. So I was all excited about the Fresca. And then Andy was like, can I make you a drink? I was like, no, I'm good with the Fresca. I'm such a dork. And then Ariana's guy showed up to the kitchen party. And I got to talk to him for a bit. He's really smart and really nice. And she seemed very happy that he was there. So after Watch What Happens, we ended up leaving and going to a bar called Rocco's. And I was like, okay. so not only am I hanging out with my L.A. friends when I'm in New York, but now we're going to a place called Rocco's. As you probably know, we normally go to Rocco's in WeHo. It's owned by Lance Bass. No relation to this Rocco's. They were not affiliated. The owner of this Rocco's was actually friends with Kyle from Summerhouse. So when Sheena says we're going to go meet up with Kyle, again, I don't ask questions. I'm like, okay. We get there. And then I realize, oh, wait, you're friends with Kyle from Summerhouse? And she's like, yeah, we've known each other since the show started. She was like, we were out here and they did the crossover thing. And I was like, oh. I'm like, I don't know how I just never knew you guys were friends. Like, I've never heard you mentioned him before. And then when I was talking to him, he said the same thing about me. He's like, how come we've never met before? It's like, I don't know. I said the same thing about you. But again, very nice. He exceeded my expectations as well. Danielle was there that night too, but I did not go introduce myself. At that point, it was getting very late. My social battery was completely dead and I just needed to go home. And I think I ended up going home at like 2 or 3 a.m. It was very late. So the next day was the Gracie Mansion event and meeting the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams. This particular event really threw me for a loop. I had no idea what to wear because from this event, I was meeting up with Sheena at her Smirnoff event in Webster Hall. So I was like, what is appropriate to wear to meet the mayor But then go to Webster Hall. So basically what I wore, I wasn't happy with at either event because it was kind of like a compromise for the two because I did not have time to change in between. But Gracie Mansion was beautiful. It was my first time inside of Gracie Mansion. Funny enough, I had been there years ago when I lived in New York City, when Bloomberg was mayor, the cast of All My Children, when the show was in New York at the time, was invited to a barbecue by Bloomberg, and I was Chris one. And I met him and got a photo with him then. And there was also a protest. Someone had pretended to be attending the Vegan Women's Summit VIP event. And they purchased a ticket, which was pretty pricey. And that's how they got in. And then they started protesting when he was giving, when the mayor was giving his speech to us. This person got dragged out. The only thing I could make out what was being said was like, what about social services? That was fun, and then we left there, or I left there by myself, I should say. I got in a cab. Nope, got in a lift. Went all the way back downtown. So then I get to Webster Hall, and by the time I got there, again, social battery completely dead. Just a reminder, I have had not been taking my Adderall for a couple days, and at this point, I feel some, like, withdrawal hitting me, and I'm now in this huge room in Webster Hall, completely packed music is loud just being completely overstimulated and i finally get to like the area to meet up with sheena and brock and everyone and i see more people from summer house i saw what's kyle's wife's name amanda i saw her madison from southern charm was there who i'm kind of obsessed with and i wish i wasn't going through withdrawal weird social symptoms because i would have liked to say hello to her who else i think yeah danielle was there again and then I know I saw photos of Lindsay and Carl. I don't recall if they were there when I was there or if they got there after. Oh, and then I saw Nikki Hilton walk by. And I'm like, wow, she's stunning in person. And I was like, you know what? I need to go to the bathroom slash possibly leave. (laughs) So I'm on my way walking to the bathroom. And I run into Zach. I believe he goes by Zachary Reality. He's friends with Allie, James's girlfriend is he a TikToker or something? Or I don't know what he does. He does something with reality and social media, ran into him in the crowd. And he was like, oh my God, Jamie. I was like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm from here originally. I'm like, oh, so am I. And he was there with his brother and we chatted for a few minutes. And he was like, Allie did really good this season, didn't she? She didn't get into any fights. And I was like, yeah, she did really well this season. And then I left, went to the restroom. And as I'm sitting in the restroom, I'm just like, I was like, I need to leave. And I was really starving at that point. And I had a headache. And I wasn't drinking that night. So it was just a tough environment to be in going through those things. I ended up texting my vegan friends who were at a restaurant called Coletta, which is owned by this amazing chef, Chef Guy. He owns a couple of vegan restaurants in the city. Earlier that day, we had gone to a place called Willow, which is also owned by him. Phenomenal. That was in Chelsea. I probably had the best truffle mac and cheese I've ever had at Willow. We had so much food. They kept sending out food. But I think the truffle mac and cheese. Oh, and the crab cakes. They had jackfruit crab cakes. So good. So I ended up texting them. I'm like, hey, I'm just going to meet you now because I was like going to kind of meet them towards the end of the evening to get a quick bite before going to bed. But the plan was that they were going to get their way before I was. And I up texting, I'm like, hey, I think I'm just going to meet you when you get there because I got to get out of this place. So I end up leaving Webster Hall, go to Coletta and had an awesome, awesome vegan Italian dinner. I had penne with vodka sauce. I had tiramisu for dessert. I had meatballs. I had vegan caviar, which wasn't my favorite just because it's not like something I miss. I never had caviar as a kid before I became vegetarian. So it's not like, oh my God, I've missed this for so long. I was just like, oh, this is weird. They made calamari out of oyster mushrooms and they go through the trouble of taking the center of the mushroom out. So they're actually rings like calamari and have what I would imagine that ch- the same chew is of calamari, although I never had that either. So I have nothing to compare it to, but they were delicious. But I had them earlier in the day at Willow. Since it's the same chef, they had the same item and it tasted pretty much the same. So whether you go to Willow or Coletta, I definitely recommend the calamari, but probably not twice in the same day like I did. So my food that day was definitely on point. I loved it. And I also got gluten-free penne. And I couldn't even tell the difference. It was delicious. I've been trying to be gluten-free lately. I was like, oh, I'm going to try to hit all of the bases. Because as I mentioned, I felt like I was pregnant when I was trying on dresses, super bloated. My face is very puffy. I'm attributing it to the Adderall. But I'm like, well, what if it's gluten? So I'm, I don't know. I'm just experimenting right now. I will get back to you when I get to the bottom of it. Then I went back to my Airbnb, went to bed, and got up in the morning, got ready, and went over to Brooklyn to the Vegan Women's Summit, an amazing event. They sold over a 1,000 tickets. It's ran by Jenny Stoikovic, who was a previous guest on here, and she just did a wonderful job organizing such a huge event. And it was so nice to be in a room, or multiple rooms, with so many like-minded people, At one point, this woman came up to me and she was like, are you Jamie? And I'm like, yes. And she's like, I listened to your podcast episode about Happy the Elephant. And I was like, I feel really passionately about Happy. And she's like, have you visited Happy since you've been in New York? And I was like, no. Like The thought didn't even cross my mind because I would never go to the Bronx Zoo. And she was telling me that she goes every week. Just to visit her but she hates it so she'll only go on the days where it's free to enter so she's not giving the zoo any money but she's doing a documentary on happy and she asked if she could use part of that podcast episode in the documentary i was like absolutely anything you need anything to support this and at one point she had me crying because i was like thank you so much for doing this and trying to help happy i feel really connected to happy and if you don't know who i'm talking about and you didn't hear the episode happy is a 40 plus year old elephant who was stolen as a baby from thailand and initially brought to this like wildlife safari where i live now and there's a plaque in my trail behind my apartments that says lion country with the whole history of it she and a couple of her brothers and sisters were brought here where it used to be drive-through safari and then they ended up closing down i believe they had another one in florida so she was briefly moved to the florida location When that shut down, she was moved to the Bronx Zoo. Strangely enough, when I was young, I went on a class trip to the Bronx Zoo, and I remember seeing Happy, and I remember kids riding Happy. At this point, they were letting kids take rides on the elephants. So I've actually met her as a child, and now I live where she was first brought. So I felt this connection to her and her cause. And they had this landmark trial in New York last year that they were trying to grant her what's called personhood, and it doesn't mean you have to be a person or you know, human. Companies have been granted personhood. It just means that you have rights. And they were saying, you know, she's an intelligent animal. She passed a self recognition test. It is not fair for her to be on less than one acre or whatever it is that she's on. They need acres and acres and they're fighting to get her moved to a sanctuary. She's very alone. Elephants are social creatures. And it's just a sad situation. And they did not win that case that was brought all the way to the High Court, which is the Supreme Court. They didn't win, but there were several judges that gave dissents that indicated they were on their side and they're making progress. So this woman who I met at the Vegan Women Summit is doing a documentary on it. So I'll update you when I hear more about that. But it was a beautiful day, a wonderful experience to be around so many people like that. Great things happen when you're in a room with passionate, like minded people. And of course, we did the live podcast. Daniela Monet, last week's guest, and I did that. It was my first time, as you know, doing a live podcast, but my first time even speaking in front of that many people. The only other time I think that I've ever done any public speaking, if you'd even consider it that, was at my dad's memorial. And that was in 2015. And I have to tell you, strangely enough, I think getting up there during the hardest time of my life and giving a speech that was three pages long and being able to do it. I really think that is what enabled me to do a live podcast for the first time and speak in front of a group for the first time and be okay. I was totally fine. In fact, I really loved it and I enjoyed it and I want to do it again. It was nice on that day to mentally acknowledge my dad and be like, that speech that I gave in his honor was what gave me the confidence to do this one. So speaking of my dad, his birthday was May 25th, And it was also the anniversary of my 15th year in California. I do remember 15 years ago when I moved to California, my flight landed on his birthday. I didn't want that to happen on his birthday, but it just did. So my parents took me to the airport and I remember them crying as I was leaving. But I just knew I I had to be in California. I didn't know for what exactly. I didn't really have a long-term plan, but I just knew in my gut I needed to move to California. And kind of reflecting on that 15 years later and seeing the path that my life took and it was nothing I could have ever imagined or planned out. It's just proof and evidence that you have to listen to that voice in your head or your gut or whatever it is, the intuition. You really just have to listen to it and give it the importance it deserves because we have it for a reason. We all have it. If I didn't move to California, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. I would not have a podcast. But most importantly, I would not have Ivy. I met Ivy's dad here. So upon reflection of my 15th anniversary in California, I'm just really glad that past me from 15 years ago listened to that little voice and didn't let fear of the unknown stop her and didn't let fear of leaving all of your friends and family behind stop her. If you have that voice telling you that you should do something, but you don't have the answers, you only know the very next step. You don't know the whole Journey, you don't even know the destination, but you just know that next first step. You have to take it, you have to do it, and everything will work out. Not saying it's going to be easy, not saying you're going to not doubt yourself and wonder if you did the right thing, but hang in there because you're putting yourself in the path that you're supposed to be in. You're asking the universe for more. You're listening to that voice inside that's going to take you, put you in the way to receiving it. So this is your little reminder. Listen to that voice. It's there for a reason. We all have it. I have so much more on this list to get to. My goodness. The reunion watch party at Elaine's, that was amazing, over the top. She always goes above and beyond. Thank you, Elaine, if you're listening. I don't know if you listen to my podcast, but if you do, thank you for having us. She did a phenomenal job with it, as she always does for her parties. She had this VPR sign, she had cookies made with most of the cast's faces on them, and she had a very vegan menu. She's been trying out vegan herself. She said she's been inspired by my Instagram and the stories that I post, and she's never really been a meat eater or into it very much. So she is becoming more vegan, and uh, I applaud her for that. I still don't know what the reunion shocker is. I'm going to assume Sheena knows because I just saw recently that Lala found out from a producer at an NBC event that her and Sheena were at. So I assume Sheena knows. I didn't ask. On one hand, I kind of want to be surprised like the rest of you. But then on the other hand, it's killing me. I want to know what it is, but I'm not going to ask. I'm just going to be wondering like the rest of you. At the reunion party, I was going through, I guess, the most severe withdrawal of it. And I kind of wanted to leave very early. I was very overstimulated. I let my two friends, Stephanie and Lexi from the Pump Rules podcast page, know what I was going through and what I was feeling and saying I might be leaving early. But just the very act of me expressing that to a friend and knowing like they'll understand really, really helped and allowed me to stay there the entire time. Although I don't really need this on a regular basis, I can go to things by myself. I'm fine. I'm easily able to introduce myself and have conversations with strangers and all of that's fine. I'm used to all of that just because of practice. But because I was going through these like weird withdrawal symptoms, I was not okay doing it that night. And so having two people, two friends around me to help me and just to know what was going on made all the difference. So anyway, I've compiled a list of how to have confidence in situations or if you deal with social anxiety, and I'm going to do a full episode on that. So that's going to be upcoming. We had Janet's gender reveal party. She's having a boy. Congratulations, Janet and Jason. I brought Ivy. Ivy thought she was having a girl. I felt like it was a boy, but Ivy wore her. She has this pink cowgirl hat that she had to get for some theme at her school, and it lights up. And she was like, can I wear my cowboy hat? And she's asked to wear it to other events. And I'm like, it's not really appropriate for this or that. And I'm like, you know what? It's pink. You're voting for girl. Yes. Wear your pink cowboy hat to this. So she was happy that she got to wear that. Ivy had a very enlightened conversation with me on the drive home from Janet's gender reveal. And I wanted to bring her on to go more into that. I know you guys have been asking for Ivy to come back. I want her to come back. I think am gonna grab her because we also had a fun day yesterday at the outlets in Orange. I rarely go there, but she wanted to, surprise, surprise, go to Bath and Body Works, her obsession. But she also wanted to go to Hot Topic, which I am so happy she likes it because now it gives me an excuse to be able to go in there where I don't look like a creepy adult going into Hot Topic. That was like my youth hot topic. And it's scary to admit I still love it, but now. My daughter loves it. I think I hear her coming in, actually. So we'll get her on the mic, and we'll talk about those two things. Hi. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm good. I was just telling the listeners about our conversation that we had in the car on the way home from Janet's gender reveal, and I was like, Ivy, I'm glad you think that way. A lot of people in life might disagree or tell you things are not possible that they don't understand, but you had a really cool theory. Do you remember what it was? Uh Uh-huh. Can you tell the listeners? Yeah. (laughs) So I was thinking that basically I think that before you're born you get to choose the era that you live in. And there's people right now living in like say the 50s or 2000s. That's a multiverse and just different dimensions and that time is not linear. This is a very enlightened Topic and conversation. And I was quite impressed that a nine year old brought this up on her own volition. You're almost 10. I've also heard that, along with this theory, every time we make a decision in life and you choose to go one path, another version of you can choose a different thing and go another path. And then that starts a whole entirely new dimension for that part of you. But that kind of goes along with the whole multiverse theory. You know, who else said that? Is Dolores Cannon. What I said? Yes. This woman, she's not alive anymore. She was a hypnotherapist. And the type of hypnotherapy that she did was called quantum healing hypnosis. She would do past life regression for her clients. And she had over a 1,000 sessions with people. So she's compiled so much information in so many books. I think the way that I found her was I was YouTubing and I was searching for, like, what happens after we die? No one knows. (laughs) Well, she supposedly knows none of us know for sure. The people that she would talk to when she does past life regression on them, they would say the same things. And it was so interesting because, and this happens with other hypnotherapists too, that do past life regression. When they take people back to previous lives, they might have been from another country. They'll start speaking a different language that they don't know in this current life, or they'll start giving facts about how their last life transpired, how they died. And if it was somewhat close enough to this Timeline, and we can look back at it and the historical records or whatever. People have found their names and the way that they died, and it was true. And there's been shows on this too, which you know, little kids come back. Absolutely. You know, the kids tend to have memories before they're yeah, because they're so little, yeah, memories of their past lives. And then this one kid was in the military somewhere in I think Japan, and he gave the name of his airplane. He gave names of like his friends and they were able to validate all of this and like introduce the kid to his living family members from his previous life. Dolores Cannon has some incredible YouTube videos if you guys want to go in a rabbit hole and a deep dive on that i'm not sure if i want to even suggest that to you because it's a lot of information and a lot of you might not agree with it but anyway she says that every time people make a decision a new dimension starts when was the last decision that you made should i watch this youtube video or that youtube video (laughs) (laughs) well there's another ivy somewhere watching the other youtube video (laughs) in another dimension (laughs) So anyway... Oh, wait, I have something to say. Okay, One time I heard about someone claiming to be a Victorian queen. Like oh, from I a remember. past life? Yeah. Was her name Stassi Schroeder? <laughs> <laughs> so we went to the outlets at Orange yesterday, right? Ivy loves them all. It's not truly outlets, though. There were no deals, as far as I'm concerned. Bath and Body Works had a huge deal. But I don't know if that's store wide or just at this one but it was buy three full size and you get three for free so that's what we did we got suckered in i okay so it's so funny like i have always hated bath and body works and ivy loves it it's like the trendy thing with kids her age why did you always hate it i don't like it i think i got you into bath and body works though well i will say that the one scent that i like and the one item that i like is the warm vanilla body wash a warm vanilla sugar body wash yeah she so we, you haven't tried that one yet. They're, like that. No, I tried it once in Miami years ago and loved it at my friend's house and I've been meaning to get it ever since. So You got it. 10 years later, finally got my hands on it and I do love it. I feel like she's getting sucked into Bath and Body Works because of me. I feel like she's starting to like it more. Absolutely. Because yeah. I have to like it because you are obsessed. And now every time we're at a mall, we we have it and we seek out new malls that have them as well. <laughs> but I am happy to say that you love hot topic yeah (laughs) i realized that hot topic is basically like all of my interests sadly because i'm not a teenager many of my interests slash obsessions all in one place so i saw twilight batman yoda strawberry shortcake who i absolutely loved as a child and all the strawberry shortcake dolls i remember their heads smelled so good oh my god blueberry muffin was so good And then I bought Ivy, her first strawberry shortcake doll when she was little. What else was there? Wednesday stuff. We love Wednesday. We love Wednesday. I'm waiting for season two. But then in that same place, you can also find a My Chemical Romance t-shirt. Whoever (laughs) operates Hot Topic understands how my mind works. And it's so sad because I know it's for teenagers, but I'm just very glad that you enjoy it so I can go in there now. (laughs) I was saying when we were leaving, my first job's going to be at Hot Topic, so I get a discount. I hope that's true. Oh, my God. We saw the funniest T-shirt about an axolotl, which you're wearing an axolotl T-shirt right now. And you told people on this podcast a long, long time ago what an axolotl even is. I love axolotls. They're these weird little sea creatures, but they're kind of cute. I want to know what the axolotl T-shirt said. Do you remember? You axolotl he- question. Yes. And he had a knife. <laughs> so- I loved this T-shirt oh my god i should have i need that (laughs) t-shirt okay well thank you for coming back to jamie all over thanks bye guys okay so the only band i think mentioned in this entire episode was my chemical romance thanks for listening